politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to guard our life, liberty, property, and all that is important and vital to our lives this brand new week here for Monday. Uh, this is a pre-record, so if the world went to hell in a handbasket and I don't cover it, no, I have not gone insane. But nonetheless, this is evergreen for every moment of this week and every week to come. Um, you know, look, a lot of us are talking about, and we've been talking about throughout the week and last week, throughout the month, really, this idea that red states are being colonized with corporate interests that turn them blue and that these people don't want us to thrive anywhere. See, they need to win 100%. They cannot have any dissent that is evident in front of us. That will, that will harm their, their vision. They cannot afford it. Whereas for us, we only need a little bit. We only need that refuge. We only need that sort of descent and refuge from hell that we could thrive. So they're there to take away every aspect of our lives and every place of refuge. Just like we talked about on Friday's show with energy. Right, They're going to have the green energy agenda, take your land right in South Dakota. So one of the big ways they've done this is to try to transform us from within and particularly seed red areas with illegal aliens. So we're going to talk about this and more in the broader discussion, the state of play on the border invasion, the immigration issue, the cultural transformation, and particularly targeting places like Liberty County, Texas. And why that is so, so important and, and what that means. But first, our sponsor today, Birch Gold. Um, look, folks, uh, as they confiscate our assets, and honestly, at this point, they're, they're planning a centralized currency, you need to diversify in something of value that they can't take from you. That's why gold is always recommended, even in normal times of inflation and economic upheaval, but not you know, the least of this social upheaval, if you text Daniel to 989898, Birch will send you a free info kit on gold, particularly how to transfer your either existing IRA or if you want to start one, $6,500 cap per year uh, per uh, spouse, uh, unless you're 55 or older, it's a little bit more than that. And they'll give you an info kit on how to transfer. Then you call up, talk to one of their agents, and they're all brilliant. They're all really schooled in on like Austrian economics and everything. They're all Ron Paul type of people, and they will set you up on what to do so you will have something of value in your nest egg. Again, text Daniel to 989898. So the bottom line is it's not a secret that they want to replace us. In order to have non-sentient AI bug-eating bots, what do they need to do? They need to replace us. If you notice, they're, everything they're doing is killing out seniors. Seniors are the people who have lived the longest before we went insane, that remember a world before uh, you know, a man was a woman, uh, America wasn't Iran, criminal wasn't a victim, 
all this crazy stuff. So they get rid of them. They want to get rid of free thinkers from the, from the military. They're locking up people. They're just grabbing us off the streets. I mean, you have this crazy stuff with the Proud Boys trials. I mean, literally convicting people on quasi-sedition. And it's the DOJ. It's the federal judges. It's the jury of your peers who aren't really your peers. It's the people themselves. See, that's the thing. They needed to spend this time a year's worth of psyops to get people, the people themselves, to agree with it. They're gradually... They're gradually encircling us. Okay? That's what you need to understand. That they need to replace us. American conservatives, and obviously they're particularly against white Christians and white Christian males, is like a hierarchy of their their chart there, who they hate the most. And this, again, this American liberty tradition, no other country has such a deep-rooted tradition, that has to be crushed. And they're doing a really good job of it. But there are still, as we talked about a lot, the same reason why I obsessively focus on how to make red areas red is why they are keen on how to disrupt that. Because the bottom line is, there are over 3,000 jurisdictions in this country, counties. The overwhelming majority of them are conservative, and they are responsible for the wide swath of minerals and landmass if we ever kind of had that divide so what they need to what, what what they fear the most is a homogenous group of people if not in america anymore but at least in parts of america that are a threat to their their ideology so there's many things that they're doing obviously of the big corporations we talked about that going after people and instituting their policies in the reddest areas but one of the biggest ways is to replace the people themselves and that's what they've been doing with refugee resettlement, specifically targeting places like North Dakota, Lewiston, Maine, um, Amarillo, Texas for many years. But also just, you know, the straight up border migration. Where are these people headed? We all talk about the border numbers. And, you know, it's estimated roughly 6 million apprehensions plus 2 million gotaways. You know, just a rough estimate. We don't exactly know. And then half of the, the, the 6 million were likely... Um, half the six million were were at least let in somehow. Where where are they? Where are these people? And I want to give a case study today how they are largely going to be sent not just to the big cities. Yes, that's true. I was recently in San Antonio and I couldn't even find anyone who speaks English. It was just bizarre. Um, everyone's speaking Spanish or something else, and you wonder, hey, you know what's what's happened there, but. They are also trying to colonize red areas. That's what they want to do. They want to replace us. Replace us with AI bots. Replace us with people that are mentally ill, don't know who they are, what they are. They don't know their genitalia. And they want to replace us demographically. Again, there's plenty of native-born Americans that are a bunch of communists, and you could have people coming from other places that appreciate our values much better. But on, on net, you have just a large-scale mass migration. You're obviously going to just muddle that transmission of tradition, that continuity of a civilization. It's simple common sense. And that's what they're trying to do. That's what they want to do. 
You know, again, before you even get to immigration, we know this already. It's shocking that 57%, most polls show 57% believe gender is a sign from God at birth. Now, on the one hand, we're thankful, okay, at least it's still a winning issue, and that's why it's so important we fight this stuff, you know, before we lose it. But 57%? What in the world? That is replacement. They are replacing us, again, in many, many different ways. But one is directly chasing us out, not just in the big cities, but increasingly colonizing these small areas. And, again, we need to be on alert. How do we stop this at a local level? Immigration needs to be dealt with at a state and local level. And this is a big, big reason. Just to digress for a moment, we need our own version of Minnesota. I talked a lot about Minnesota last week, how they gain a trifecta, one-seat majority in the Senate, and boom, the Democrats are off to the races. They actually passed more stuff. They passed a bill that allows voters to opt into a permanent absentee vote list. So they get that person for the rest of life and probably death. In addition to creating automatic voter registration and allowing 16 and 17-year-olds to pre-register to vote, and then it creates penalties for spreading what they call as false information about voting 60 days before an election. So again, I mean, when they get control of an area, you are done. You are done. And part of how they get control is they colonize it. So you need to fortify our parts of the country while we still can. While we still can. So I want to delve into this with our next guest, uh, just our interview today is sponsored by our friends at Barrel Buddy. I cleaned my second gun with Barrel Buddy. Uh, this was my Wal- Walther PPS. Last time I did my uh, HNK VP9. And folks, it was much more efficient, quicker, cleaner. You just jam that cartridge in. It gets all the carbon out of the barrel. You put another one in and lube it and you're done. It's cost-effective, $15 for 50 barrel buddies. The boar snakes don't work as well, and the those little patches, the cloth patches, just get linted all up, and it's it's not good. I know some of you are like, oh, I put 20,000 rounds, and I just leave it, and yeah, I, I know, you know, if you have good-made guy, yeah, H&K and Walther are, are good brands, and, you know, it's not supposed to jam, but why risk that? clean the freaking thing go to barrelbuddy.com today to join the movement so thank god and i'm thankful to all of you this audience has grown exponentially over the last few years with this great reset the covid fascism a lot of you have tuned in uh, during that era So a lot of you newbies are unfamiliar with a lot of the work we did on the border, immigration, refugee resettlement, all this stuff in the preceding few years. And as I say, part of the reason is just because um, what I've seen our own government do to us, as much as I advocated for 15 years, I wrote a book on the dangers of illegal immigration, what our own government is doing, the, the motive and means is just insane. And they're obviously also working on the border invasion as well. But there is an element of this that really does tie in, as we mentioned, to our theme here of what the government's trying to do. They are trying to replace us. Um, and one of the things I did, I mean, I've had a lot of great guests on 
and I understand I am atoning for my sin now. Todd Benzman is just the best border reporter out there. He used to be a regular guest back in the time when we had a, a video component to our show. Um, Todd is Senior National Security Fellow for Center for Immigration Studies. He's a career shoe leather journalist in, in Texas, but he also spent 10 years doing intel at the Texas Department of Public Safety. So he really understood the issue, and when he got out of Texas TPS, you know, pursued all of his leads and contacts and understanding. He has a new book out that is a must-read to understand the broader context of this, Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. So get that book. He also has a number of very important columns that he's written, and they're all posted at Center for Immigration Studies there. And one of them is on this Cleveland, Texas shooter and the community in an 80-20 conservative area, the community that he was in that shocked me. And he is with us today to tell about this and more. Hey, Todd, I'm atoning for my sin. You're welcome back. It's been way too long. (laughs) Good to be here. Always happy to be here. See, you got my attention finally. Like you're like you don't focus on the border enough. So you got my attention with that article. I've been talking a lot about the need for interior enforcement. Florida's dealing with that. Um, states to start enforcing because we just can't wait till 2025. And so we have this Cleveland, Texas shooter. A lot of people are talking about this is why we need border security. You need deterrent against reentrance because he reentered so many times. But there is another backstop to this story that scares the heck out of me and that is the community he lived in could you start with that column and information on that sure well i recognize immediately uh where this was and what the context was when i heard that it happened in the town of cleveland texas because cleveland texas is where i rented my hotel for the reporting i did for a full chapter of my book on that very community. Uh, That is called Colony Ridge. It is the largest uh, community of illegal immigrants in the United States, has grown up in and around uh, the small, formerly rural Texas settlement towns, old, old settlement towns in timber country, very thick timber country, probably somewhere in the uh, neighborhood of uh, at least uh, 50,000 and probably as many as 100,000 illegal immigrants have moved into this area uh, because they found that they were able to purchase lots, land lots, three-quarter acre and sometimes bigger, from a seller, a developer directly uh, who was marketing to illegal immigrants by virtue of we'll cut out the banking middleman so that you don't have to show social security cards or, you know, show history of uh, employment and all the usual stuff for a mortgage. And that's what drew them there Uh, for a thousand five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars down. You could be have a piece of land and then you could just build whatever kind of shack you wanted on it. Uh, That was up to you. There's no zoning out there or anything. And so, They clear-cut probably on the order of 40 square miles of very heavy timber uh, to put this this place up. 
Uh, it is absolutely massive. It looks like a city, any city in Central America, um, with, um, you know, kind of dilapidated, uh, housing everywhere and, you know, you know, mobile homes and tarps and whatever, you know, structures are out there that, that will keep the rain off. Uh, very, uh, low lying land that floods very often with any kind of rain, especially now that all the trees are gone. Um, you know, growing absolutely exponentially. Uh, one estimate has it that, that by the time it's all filled out, there'll be 250,000 illegal immigrants living there. I don't get it. There's Liberty 91,000 in, in Liberty County. Well, remember, uh, you know, there's when, when we take the census, uh, illegal immigrants are not required to take mm. the census, nor are they, uh, nor will they. And also, even if they did, Trump lost his battle to put the question of yeah. immigration status on the on the census. So the last census that you had may have been ninety one thousand. Uh, but remember that that was quite a while ago, and this thing has really ballooned so in the last few half years. The county. They're big, oh, they absolutely. I mean, for, well, they 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 almost they probably outnumber what the what the people who lived there before call themselves as the originals and they've chased a lot of them out you know nobody uh i think somebody told me the former mayor of plum grove told me that there's only about 30 percent of the originals even left wow. uh in that in liberty county they've all fled because of incessant gunfire uh gunfire. The, the whole gunfire all day all night uh like little like fallujah is what? how it's described to me. I, I heard it so that when that guy had an AR 15 and was firing in his backyard, the complaint from the neighbors who were killed wasn't that he was firing his gun. It was the hour at which he was firing. They're trying <laughs> to put a kid to sleep. <laughs> so so uh, the, wait a minute. Gunfire, everybody shoots out there all day long on all, Everyone every shoots weekend. Out there firing. all day long. Wait a minute. So and all night. So, so, you know, they're making it like, oh, my gosh, there's like one illegal. They don't even want to say he's illegal, but now that it is, oh, yeah, one bad apple, and the victims are the community. And, yeah, I mean, obviously the five illegals that were killed certainly is very sad. But you're saying there's a broader context here that there is this subculture that was brought in, that they're always discharging firearms there, um, chased out the natives. This is not, you know, the Houston slums or, or downtown San Antonio or Austin. This is... This is a rural. I mean, you look at the voting patterns. I just looked at it. You know, it's like over eighty percent uh, Republican in the in the general election. But again, it's only gonna be a small percentage of of the population that's that's eligible to vote. So you're taking what should be a red area, you colonize it. How does that happen in broad daylight? How does the government countenance that? I mean, how does is there a county executive or they call it a county judge there? Right. The way it works. Well, first of all. A lot of this land once was part of uh, Plum Grove. There's a town called Plum Grove incorporated uh, into Plum Grove. But when this first started happening a few years ago, uh, Plum Grove decided to dis-annex or de-annex that whole area because, uh, A, they couldn't afford it on their tax rolls, didn't want to deal with that massive influx of mostly illegal immigrants, and neither did they. They wanted to just 
uh, control their own uh, destiny. It's it's set up uh, as a as an unincorporated town, but it's under the control and, and responsibility of the County of Liberty County uh, and also next door San Jacinto County, where this thing is spilling off into uh, the development. Uh, Taranos, Houston, two counties is now developing. Yeah, there it's 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 sprawling. I mean, you could just drive for miles and miles and miles of this and never see the end of it, really, and just absolutely uh, engulfed the small K through 12 school district that had 3,400 students in 2013 and is pushing 20,000 now. All of them non non English speaking migrant children. Um, I, I the, how come we've never heard of this? Like, how does the Texas legislature government media me, media will not cover this thing? Uh, not the mainstream media. I mean, the Washington Post. I know for a fact they sent a couple reporters out there. I talked for at length to uh, one of the reporters covering that story and told them all about it. Sent them my book. Sent sent them the excerpt of the ch- the excerpted chapter of overrun that's all about this community and even then they somehow managed to uh intellectually acrobat gym- gymnastics their way out of it out of mentioning it uh, and the reason why i think it's even important is because one of the things that i report in the book overrun uh and again when this happened is that ICE and the, all the federal agencies that would deal with illegal immigrants uh, will not tread there. It is an absolutely safe zone. Uh, I interviewed a lot of uh, people who live in and around there, including some illegal immigrants who live there, uh, who said, you know, we never have to worry about that here. Uh, we, there is no ICE here. They leave us alone. Uh, I have heard money? that occasionally... Well, they're working um, different kinds of jobs in, you know, this is 40, 50 miles northwest of Houston. And Houston is a big construction place. A lot of them came right after Hurricane Ike to help rebuild Houston. Uh, There's plenty of work in that area. And they're working in restaurants and service industries, often illegally. And nobody bothers them. There's no workplace enforcement, of course, now under Biden. Uh, there's very, very thinly patrolled Plum Grove finally got its first police department three, two years ago. And they've got like six or seven cops out there now, but, uh, the colony Ridge itself has four bilingual cops for this huge population of often very violent and lawless, uh, uh, people who live there. Uh, and so there's, there's rarely much enforcement. Uh, my are book they, goes into Spanish speakers. Or are these like Mayan Central American types? They're almost all Spanish speakers. You can, you mm. know, all, almost all the street signs are uh, have a, a, a bilingual extra sign on them. You know, all this, this kind of street yield and you know, don't tread here and you know, crosswalk. It's all in Spanish and. Uh, the stores, uh, you know, the clerks all speak Spanish. I mean, it's just like being in another country. And the issue with that, of course, is that you also have, when they have a large community like that, where it's a no-go zone, 
very thin patrol. Nobody's investigating. The cartels are all there. Sinaloa, Gulf Cartel, uh, CNGG, GJ, I forget which one, how that works, but um, they're all represented there because there's drug trafficking. Uh, uh, it's, it's a great waypoint and a way stop in, in the interior of America. Uh, they are all set up there. This particular Mexican national was able to find safe haven there. He owned his own home, uh, had a, a bedroom uh, that had a huge shrine in it to the Saint Santa Muerta mm. death cult. Yes, yes. With candles still burning yes. two days after the shooting. And, you know, anybody who is familiar with the criminal underworld world will tell you that no normal person who's a straight person, law-abiding person, uh, worships Santa Muerta. That is a very yes. strong indicator that this guy was just another one of these kind of guys who probably, you know, has a side business, you know, running drugs or people or somehow involved yeah, you know, in the criminal narco underworld. Narco is not just a drug mafia. There's there's that element of the 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 death cult, this perverted. I don't want to call it Catholicism because it's not, but like there's just perverted strain. Um, and that's very pervasive. And, and again, it's seeping on both sides of the border. This is unreal what you're reporting, and I can't believe it. I know, but I have your book on order. I wanted to have you on immediately to discuss this particular story. But um, so well, a couple things here. Texas DPS. So, again, we know the feds are in on it. They like it. They enjoy it. They're certainly not going to fight it. Is Texas DPS aware of this? I will tell you that. Only very recently has Texas DPS begun operations inside this um, colonia. Mm. Uh, Texas DPS has largely left it to the locals. Uh, it's just a, a, a strange hands-off. Nobody uh, under Rick Perry, under Greg Abbott, has really you know, wanted to... Uh, I don't know why. I really don't know why. Uh, I mean, I can speculate... But it would oh, be think, strictly yeah, informed. Have you talked it, to any of the legislators from that part of the state? I have. Uh, yeah, I have. Uh, there's a, a congressman whose district covers that who has been very concerned about it. But, you know, I'm not sure what, what they've done. They, I know that they're educated about all of these problems sure. there. Um, but, but it's only going to get worse because... You know, this thing is growing just by leaps and bounds, especially with this mass migration crisis underway now. Um, the, the, the word is out that you can buy land there. It's um, a very uh, high interest rate to buy that land because you're buying directly from seller. And they've kind of got the let, they've got all the leverage on you, but, but you can buy land there. And ultimately, uh, you know, it, in their advertisements, their, their marketing, they say, you know, this is your chance to own land in the United States. That's how they, I, I, how I they just, market it. Um, Spanish language media all over the world and all over the nation. There are flags flying everywhere from El Salvador, Cuba, Mexico, Honduras, uh, Nicaragua. Uh, all these national flags are flying in plain view down there. See, what scares me from what you're saying is this is not just a cultural, economic, you know, problem, drain and whatever. 
when you have a guy like this who was, you know, killed five people, probably a cartel or cartel culturally type of guy, isn't it safe to say, and, and, and it becomes its own sanctuary, there's likely other elements like that? Well, yeah. Uh, you know, my book, the, the chapter is called Forever Consequences. It's the final chapter of the book, and it is all about this colonia and, and a lot more about crime and what's happening to our school districts, because that particular school district has undergone a radical <laughs> transformation, extreme radical. And I, I spent a lot of time in that school district. I've got an extended uh, interviews with the superintendent of that school district who makes no attempt to sugarcoat anything um, about what's happened there. And I kind of forgot my train of thought here, but um, no, I mean, the, you're, you're saying that, that obviously when you have elements that strong, that, that. Autonomous. Oh, oh what I, yeah. What I was getting at was that, you know, this was an area that, you know, 10 years ago was, the kind of crime there would be like, you know, Otis, the town drunk, you know, spending yeah. the night in the local jail and maybe a few meth heads or something. But uh, the kind of crime that I go into and, and chronicle in the chapter is just utterly heinous like this. Like, I mean, I wasn't surprised by the blood, you know, soaked, you know, horrible, tra tragic consequence of that, that at all, because you know, that's the kind of diversity of crime, violent crime, that we are seeing all over the country being committed by illegal immigrants who came in over the border. And this particular community has seen its share. Uh, for example, just a couple of months ago, uh, two middle, middle school uh, teenagers were, uh, you know, riddled with bullets in their car, killed as part of a drug hit. Uh, a 16-year-old girl was murdered by gangsters and dumped in a ditch in the Colony Ridge. Uh, a dog digs up a human hand and brings it home. And there's a guy in a shallow grave with his gun. Uh, you know, there, there are uh, stories of, you know, SWAT team having to corner a, middle, a teenage middle school kid and his friends who all have guns. And I have to storm the place and there's gun battles and people are killed and just crazy stuff that never, ever happened in that area 10 years ago. And this thing that happened with the massacre of the Honduran family um, just somehow made the news. But all these other ones, I mean, there's a story in Colony Ridge from just uh, 24 months ago or something where illegal immigrant chains up two housemaids for a week and just rapes them, uh, one of them to death. And the other one managed to escape almost gets in a car trying to drive away, but somehow he shoots out the tires and then riddles her wounds her and then sets the whole thing on fire with her alive, burning words, alive. The, the, the inside. cartel death culture that you see in, you know, in, in uh, Sinaloa and, and the cities in Mexico it's now we're having first degree level 
death culture being brought here. You know, when you have a, some illegals here, some illegals there, legal immigrants, illegal immigrants. So you hope there's assimilation. But this is what you're discussing is the extreme opposite where you have such a flow, so many, and then they create these autonomous zones. So you're bringing everything that the liberals say that they want to help people escape from. You know, you're bringing it here. And again, you know, this ties into America in general. Before you get to illegal immigration, in general, we have a lot more crime. We have the jailbreak, the deincarceration, all these problems going on in blue cities. So everyone's like, yeah, we need to escape to the country. But what scares me is, and I want to zoom out a little bit, um, you're, you're talking about this from Colony Ridge here in Liberty County, Texas. Um, and again, I haven't read most of your book yet, but let's zoom out. So this is the most extreme example. But the whole ag industry has brought so many illegals in to rural America. We think of it as like an urban problem. Isn't it true that you go to counties in, I don't know, Kansas, Nebraska, that, again, were kind of, um, you know, Norman Rockwell type of American counties that have been overrun? I suspect, I strongly suspect, listen, we, we're, we're, we're still in the middle of this, this greatest mass migration crisis in American history, by far. We're, it's not over. We're just in the middle of it. And the, the transformative impacts of this thing have not been chronicled in fact yes you know most most media won't even acknowledge i just saw cnn for the first time down in uh el paso and there's all these immigrants wandering around she's like oh my god i I can't believe this is happening look at this there are immigrants uh wandering that's been going on for for two years that kind of thing all over the place but the, I, I, the I interior, the impacts on the interior have not been chronicled, not been and I chronicled. strongly suspect, I strongly suspect that colonies, co- colonias like this, are cropping up all over the country. They are everywhere. I've seen Facebook photos of encampments in the Hamptons, in the mountains of the of of the Catskills, of just you know mm. sprawling tent cities in the forest and public lands out there. And, you know, I I suspect that this is all over the country. I mean, why wouldn't it be? But nobody, liberal media doesn't want to know about this. Uh, And and certainly had no interest in all of this immigrant on immigrant crime that happened in the Colony Ridge prior to this massacre that I chronicle in the book. Uh, Nobody... I mean, this thing, you know, it's a Mexican national who slaughtered a bunch of Hondurans, a family. And I, it's just a complete fluke that that the Washington T- uh, Post and the New York Times covered it. And when that did, it was, you know, Texas man kills family or something <laughs> or with, with an AR. Five immigrants, you know, um, and, right. It wasn't even that it was about gun crime, if anything, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the gun, the gun. The gun. It was great. The and, Texas, the Texas man with his AR, you know. And, and that's where uh, I got about, into state enforcement and interior enforcement, because like you're saying, even the Republicans. So there's a lot of focus on the border and maybe like Uvalde and, you know, kind of within 50 miles of it and the people coming on the ranches. But but what no one's asking, I think this is what you're talking about, having not been chronicled is when you have, just to throw out 
you know, a rough number, 6 million apprehensions and roughly half of them let in and, and another maybe 2 million um, gotaways since Biden took office. Where are they landing? And that's the thing. If you if you look at Colonial all Ridge over here, America, all over America and not just see a lot of people are like, yeah, let the blue areas have their problems doing it. And I'm getting out of that. And that's great. And I think we need to do that. What I fear is that immigration is their way of, I mean, not immigration, but it's, it's invasion overrun, is a way of seeding and colonizing all areas. So it's not just, oh, New York City is full of them, and some of these big cities in Texas will be full of them, Atlanta will be full of them, all these hot markets for construction. But how many of these rural counties, and we know there's some notorious well, ones, the last generation have been colonized, but now how many more will? Right. Well, I mean, they're going to go where there are kind of low skill industries and jobs to be had. Um, I'll just give you, I mean, I, I, this, this story has not been told. It just hasn't. I, I focus in on this one school district. To me, school districts are the bellwether of the whole thing because it was so child centric if you had a kid, you got in and it's been like that. And so millions of fam people and family units got in. Well, those kids have to go to public schools. And so what you do is you Google the name of your school district or pick a state and a portable classroom purchases <laughs> and you'll, you'll hit it. You'll, you'll hit the mother load. You'll see exactly where it's happening uh, and I've done lots of this, or, or you can also Google your school district and school bond election. They are bond elections are happening all, all over America. Go take a look at that. It's, it's a stat. And then you just have to, uh, pick around that community on the Facebook pages, find the local Facebook page. Cause the local media will say, Oh, all of a sudden there's this stupendous, powerful need for 20 portable classrooms and, you know, thanks to this sudden spiking enrollment growth, but they never answer the why or who. Uh, so you have to dig deep. The local media will never say it's because of a huge influx of migrant kids, but it's there. You can find it because people talk about it uh, in teacher pages or school pages and Facebook. And that's how, that's where you have to look to see what's, happening, but you can find it in Boise. You can find it in Nebraska. You can find it, yes. I mean, anywhere. All Especially of a sudden, there's the just like... Meatpacking, agriculture, you know, they're seeding red states. That's what they're trying to do. Uh, there's no question that's part of the agenda. Um, people associate it with one of the, you know, social ills of the blue cities, but, you know, the, yeah, there's a, certainly a lot of them there, but they are doing this, and Boy, you could, like you're saying. And I'll, t I'll, t I'll tell you something else. Um, recently, I, I wrote a piece about Canada's failing universal health care system, and it is completely failing. Uh, people are dying in emergency rooms waiting in line. And the reason that is offered openly there is Trudeau imported, you know, uh, half a million immigrants a year legally from around the world. There's millions and millions, and didn't uh, uh, you know make accommodations for the healthcare system a, all a year? 
half a million uh, a year. So, so I just want very, people the most to understand America, we always complain that it's about a million a year, which you know we believe is is too high. But a half a million in Canada, Canada is like one ninth the 38 size. Thirty-eight million. Yeah, yeah it's thirty-eight million people. Yeah, so that's that's and it's just amount. collapsing. It's collapsing their healthcare system. And so while I was doing the research for that for that uh, column, I found that in the United States, healthcare system after healthcare system after healthcare system, all across the United States are suddenly in the red. They are suddenly verging on collapse from uninsured uh, patients, having to take uninsured patients. And this all coincides with this mass migration crisis, but nobody will report it. They, there nobody, it's like the school districts. And I strongly suspect that like the school districts is, you can't just bring in 5 million unassured people in 24 months <laughs> and put them all on hospitals and not expect them to go into the red. It's just not the way it works. They're already carefully balanced and calibrated as it is. And then all of a sudden you, you know, you're, you're dealing with, you know, all these pediatric, uh, you know, this new spike in pediatric care, you know, demand, you know, that sort of thing, which by the pediatric uh, care system is collapsing in debt right now. And I don't think that's a coincidence. And I say so out loud in my column, it just all goes to the point that I'm trying to make that these impacts on the interior of the country are not chronicled. Nobody will cover them, but I believe them to be profound. That's why, and I've been advocating for so long, interior enforcement, state enforcement, time is of the essence. Um, you know, border talk of abstract border security and the presidential thing in 2025, you know, that that's not where it's at. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about Title 42 and they're, you know, set to expire. Um, I, I really I mean, we, we blew the wad on this, but I think this was more important than <laughs> the, the typical border discussion, because, as you said, this is not being reported. But just the remaining few minutes, if you could just kind of give a synopsis of what are some of the emerging trends that you're seeing now at the border? Well, right. Uh, You know, I just came back from uh, Juarez and Reynosa, Mexico and Brownsville, and I've been kind of surveying everything, talking to a lot of people and immigrants and what's happening right now is you're seeing um, a kind of a suspenseful surge of immigrants coming from South America and all over the world, China, everywhere. Again, where they think that they are going to be allowed in, that they that their numbers will overcome the defensive bulwarks and that they'll all end up in. So we're starting to already see that the, there are thousands that are crossing and our detention facilities are completely filled up already 10 days before the end of Title 42. It's already happening. It's already happened. Uh, that's why they decided to send some troops to help out. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people are expecting that on that particular day, uh, we will see a uh, kind of a mad rush over the southern border. No, no idea how long that will take or how long that will last. But if those first uh, vanguards are able to get through and be admitted into the interior, 
which I think is the Biden administration's plan, then we will just see, you know, millions just pouring over again I mean, with like kind of chaotic uh, consequences. I hope I'm wrong, but I've analyzed the uh, Biden administration's plan pretty carefully. They're exempting families again. Uh, they're all going to get a straight uh, mainline right into America. Rent a kid thing. And if you got a kid, you're in. Um, if you are an unaccompanied minor, you, you're, you're in automatically. So right there, just between those two groups, uh, you know, we're going to see, uh, you know, it's just going to be a lot of chaos down there. And it's just pouring. They've been pouring in all along. This doesn't happen naturally. The, the, it just doesn't. Um, no, they're they're coming in because they because we're letting them in. It's just that simple. Or, or downright if you let them in, it. Yeah, if you if you let them in, you're letting you're in, inviting everybody else to pull the trigger on their trips, and that's the snowball effect. That's how it's happening. So, folks, again, if you're not following Todd's work, you're not you're not understanding what's going on here, um, man. I could talk to you forever. It's like we have three years worth to catch up on. But um, we'll have to end it here. Where could people follow your shoe leather reporting? You're going back to, to, to the border. Where could people follow your work? Right. At uh, Benzman Todd at Twitter. Uh, uh, T Todd Benzman at Getter. And uh, I'm on uh, social, Truth Social, too. And then you can um, find my book, Overrun, how Joe Biden unleashed the greatest border crisis in U.S. history. Uh, anywhere books are sold, uh, bookstores and yep. you know Amazon and all the usual places. Overrun indeed. Wow, that was very sobering but much needed. Todd, I have a feeling we're going to do this again very soon. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, good to be back. Take care. Safe travels. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to guard our life, liberty, property, and all that is important and vital to our lives. This brand new week here for Monday. Uh, this is a pre-record, so if the world went to hell in a handbasket and I don't cover it, no, I have not gone insane. But nonetheless, this is evergreen for every moment of this week and every week to come. Um, you know, look. A lot of us are talking about, and we've been talking about throughout the week and last week, throughout the month really, this idea that red states are being colonized with corporate interests that turn them blue and that these people don't want us to thrive anywhere. See, they need to win 100%. They cannot have any dissent that is evident in front of us. That will, that will harm their, their vision. They cannot afford it. Whereas for us, we only need a little bit. We only need that refuge. We only need that sort of descent and refuge from hell that we could thrive. So they're there to take away every aspect of our lives and every place of refuge. Just like we talked about on Friday's show with energy. Right? They're going to have the green energy agenda, take your land right in South Dakota. So one of the big ways they've done this is to try to transform us from within and particularly seed red areas with illegal aliens. So we're going to talk about this and more in the broader discussion, the state of play on the border invasion, the 
immigration issue, the cultural transformation, and particularly targeting places like Liberty County, Texas, and why that is so, so important and, and what that means. But first, our sponsor today, Birch Gold. Um, look, folks, uh, as they confiscate our assets, and honestly, at this point, they're, they're planning a centralized currency, you need to diversify in something of value that they can't take from you. That's why gold is always recommended, even in normal times of inflation and economic upheaval, but not you know, the least of this social upheaval. If you text Daniel to 989898, Birch will send you a free info kit on gold, particularly how to transfer your either existing IRA or if you want to start one, $6,500 cap per year uh, per uh, spouse, uh, unless you're 55 or older, it's a little bit more than that. And they'll give you an info kit on how to transfer. Then you call up, talk to one of their agents, and they're all brilliant. They're all really schooled in on like Austrian economics and everything. They're all Ron Paul type of people, and they will set you up on what to do so you will have something of value in your nest egg. Again, text Daniel to 989898. So the bottom line is it's not a secret that they want to replace us. In order to have non-sentient AI bug-eating bots, what do they need to do? They need to replace us. If you notice... They're, everything they're doing is killing out seniors. Seniors are the people who have lived the longest before we went insane. That remember a world before, uh, you know, a man was a woman, uh, America wasn't Iran, criminal wasn't a victim, all this crazy stuff. So they get rid of them. They want to get rid of free thinkers from the, from the military. They're locking up people. They're just grabbing us off the streets. I mean, you have this crazy stuff with the Proud Boys trials. I mean, literally convicting people on quasi-sedition. And it's the DOJ. It's the federal judges. It's the jury of your peers who aren't really your peers. It's the people themselves. See, that's the thing. They needed to spend this time a year's worth of psyops to get people, the people themselves, to agree with it. They're gradually... They're gradually encircling us. Okay? That's what you need to understand. That they need to replace us. American conservatives, and obviously they're particularly against white Christians and white Christian males, is like a hierarchy of their, their chart there, who they hate the most. And this, again, this American liberty tradition, no other country has such a deep-rooted tradition, that has to be crushed. And they're doing a really good job of it. But there are still, as we talked about a lot, the same reason why I obsessively focus on how to make red areas red is why they are keen on how to disrupt that. Because the bottom line is, there are over 3,000 jurisdictions in this country, counties. The overwhelming majority of them are conservative, and they're responsible for the wide swath of Minerals and landmass, if we ever kind of had that divide. So what they need to what, what what they fear the most is a homogenous group of people, if not in America anymore, but at least in parts of America, that are a threat to their their ideology. 
So there's many things that they're doing. Obviously, you have the big corporations. We talked about that going after people and instituting their policies in the reddest areas. But one of the biggest ways is to replace the people themselves. And that's what they've been doing with refugee resettlement, specifically targeting places like North Dakota, Lewiston, Maine, um, Amarillo, Texas for many years. But also just, you know, the straight up border migration. Where are these people headed? We all talk about the border numbers. And, you know, it's estimated roughly 6 million apprehensions plus 2 million gotaways. You know, just a rough estimate. We don't exactly know. And then half of the 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 6 million were likely, um, half the 6 million were, were at least let in somehow. Where, where are they? Where are these people? And I want to give a case study today how they are largely going to be sent not just to the big cities. Yes, that's true. I was recently in San Antonio and... I couldn't even find anyone who speaks English. It was just bizarre. Um, everyone's speaking Spanish or something else. And you wonder, hey, you know, what's what's happened there? But they are also trying to colonize red areas. That's what they want to do. They want to replace us. Replace us with AI bots. Replace us with people that are mentally ill, don't know who they are, what they are. They don't know their genitalia. And they want to replace us demographically. Again, there's plenty of native-born Americans that are a bunch of communists, and you could have people coming from other places that appreciate our values much better. But on, on net, you have just a large-scale mass migration. You're obviously going to just muddle that transmission of tradition, that continuity of a civilization. It's simple common sense. And that's what they're trying to do. That's what they want to do. You know, I, I, again, be, before you even get to immigration, we know this already. It's shocking that 57%, most polls show 57% believe gender is a sign from God at birth. Now, on the one hand, we're thankful, okay, at least it's still a winning issue, and that's why it's so important we fight this stuff, you know, before we lose it. But 57%? What in the world? That is replacement. They are replacing us, again, in many, many different ways. But one is directly chasing us out, not just in the big cities, but increasingly colonizing these small areas. And again, we need to be on alert. How do we stop this at a local level? Immigration needs to be dealt with at a state and local level. And this is a big, big reason. Just to digress for a moment, we need our own version of Minnesota. I talked a lot about Minnesota last week, how they gain a trifecta, one-seat majority in the Senate, and boom, the Democrats are off to the races. They actually passed more stuff. They passed a bill that allows voters to opt into a permanent absentee vote list. So they get that person for the rest of life and probably death, in addition to creating automatic voter registration and allowing 16- and 17-year-olds to pre-register to vote. And then it creates penalties for spreading what they call as false information about voting 60 days before an election. So again, I mean, when they get control of an area, you are done. You are done. And part of how they get control is they colonize it. So you need to fortify our parts of the country while we still can. While we still can. So I want to delve into this 
with our next guest. Uh, just our interview today is sponsored by our friends at Barrel Buddy. I cleaned my second gun with Barrel Buddy. Uh, this was my Walther PPS. Last time I did my uh, H&K VP9. And, folks, it was much more efficient, quicker, cleaner. You just jam that cartridge in. It gets all the carbon out of the barrel. You put another one in and lube it, and you're done. It's cost-effective, $15 for 50 barrel buddies. The boar snakes don't work as well, and the those little patches, the cloth patches, just get linted all up, and it's it's not good. I know some of you are like, oh, I put 20,000 rounds, and I just leave it, and... Yeah, I, I know, you know, if you have good made guy, yeah, H&K and Walther are, are good brands and, you know, it's not supposed to jam, but why risk that? Clean the freaking thing. Go to BarrelBuddy.com today to join the movement. 